Hello, and welcome back to Not Media Literate. I am Laura Bowman, hey, and uh, this is still media. It's in the uh, it's in the, the media literate extended universe. Um, my co-host Kim Henry is not here, and I feel just naked and afraid. Uh, but it's okay because I'm here with uh, Julia Elizabeth Evans, who you should be familiar with if you've listened to us before. The the great, the incomparable. Julia Elizabeth Evans. Hey guys, um. uh, I'm not so incomparable. I think that the uh, the host Laura is the incomparable and valuable one. But oh shucks. Um, well, we're here to kick off a brand new series that Julia is going to be heading off. That I am very excited about. That we are calling uh, Hot Take Two. Yeah, hot take two. Is but, it a, an action movie or is it just a segment of a <laughs> podcast that yeah. we are creating? <laughs> There's some confusion over whether the two is like the number two or like it's like T-O-O, but it's 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 an audio medium. So I guess you, the audience member, <laughs> will have to decide. That's like an author is dead thing, maybe. Sure. Um, so yeah, so tell us about this segment, Julia. Yeah, so um, the idea here, hot take, comma, <laughs> comma two is my yeah. is my interpretation. Yeah. Well, take uh, two. I've been told that's a thing they say on sets because they do more than one take. I don't know. I don't make. And that's the fun. About and them. that's and that's the fun. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so, so is the the idea is having a space right now with you guys, listeners, in which we can just digest some stuff that's topical. Um, I'll say that this was very much inspired by last year in um, October of last year. We had the 2021 IATSE strike. Yeah. I happen to be a uh, active producer. I am in, as if you guys happen to have heard my episode, I am in the film and television production division of the SCA or School of Cinematic Arts. She's very uh, cool. Which is very cool. I'm making, I'm making movies, making movies. Yeah. But last, last October, there was a um, strike that was being that was happening by the IATSE members, which are, as you guys know, the the crew members. Mm-hmm. And then immediately following that, or fucking, I don't know if I should be saying that word, but honestly, it's it's that, it. that dramatic and and fucking uh, deep. At the same damn time, there was an incredible tragedy that happened on a set, um, on what they called the Rust set, in which. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the the actor and also the producer Alec Baldwin uh, issued a, uh, a firearm and it he shot and killed the director of the of photography. That's right. And so I'm just getting chills right now thinking. Yeah. So at, at the time when that happened, I was very you know everybody in the industry is besides themselves, and I just think that I you know I'm still we're still we're all still processing that. And this is what inspired Hot Take Two is yeah everything that went on there. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things that like because it was Alec Baldwin, I feel like it kind of reached outside of the production sphere. Yeah, a little bit like we like I I saw it on like um, news outlets outside of the LA times, outside of variety. Like it was, yeah. um, it was kind of yeah. all over the country. Be pro- and I think, I mean, it was like, like a horrible tragedy, but it also like, because it was kind of this, this A-lister who was involved, I think it kind of reached such a wide audience, but like work like, on set safety is a huge consideration that is kind of 
like it's at the forefront of my mind so yeah I mean granted like uh, for COVID right like this is there's a whole new job of like COVID safety uh on set I believe right Um, no that's exactly true and and it's good I mean that's the that's the whole reason why we had an IATSE bargaining um uh agreement a new bargaining agreement because what happened is during the uh during COVID, there was a lot of sets that were shut down for obvious reasons. And then once they started up, people realized that they didn't want to be treated and treated in, in ways that they had been treated or mm-hmm. being um, forced into certain work conditions that they yeah. were forced in. And at the end of the day, it's just a matter of like, well, it's how do we as, a, as an industry move forward? And I think that for me as a producer, it's really about time like giving everybody more time to consider things consider each other consider themselves Mm -hmm. and um we we were just talking about this uh before we got on before we started this this hot take two segment and the thing is is in any industry in any kind of yeah in any capitalist enterprise you have urgency urgency to create urgency to produce Mm. um yeah, and in that's entire that's entirely the 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 modus operandi of any film set of any especially in any TV set especially a TV set, um, and I think for me as a producer, what I'm trying to bring to this industry, bring into this culture, is a, a surrendering of that sense of urgency, relinquishing that, and trying to find and trying to promote spaces, big, more time for shooting more time for preparation uh in general just less urgency yeah wild to imagine a hollywood that isn't defined by like the profit motive <laughs> i mean but it can still we can still be defined so i'm producer so i'm not gonna i'm not sure gonna yeah you got like the, 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 <laughs> the the monetary gains that can be had the financing that that is yeah. necessary but what i'm going to do is negotiate and bargain for it because there's in these union strikes, there's this conversation around bargaining, but I'm going to negotiate and constantly push for more time on set to, to make, and by more time, I mean like giving the actors and the directors more time to work, giving the mm-hmm. director and the director of photography and the director more time to con- collaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I'm, I'm just concerned with rather than trying to squish so many things in one day or squish so many things in one span of preparation that's just impossible or is requires each person to kill themselves or you know actually literally kill themselves but to to exert themselves in ways that are just not humane i'm interested in just pushing for more space and more time for each person to do their work and make their craft yeah, that's it's so interesting to hear you talk about this because as a like whatever I would call myself scholar critic just couch potato, I don't know. I am usually just only thinking about the final product, which is mm. the film or the TV show. Like, you know, there's all these considerations that have to go into what uh what happens at the end with the product, the final product and I'm thinking about a movie that I've mentioned on this podcast before, Titanic, which I love. Um, hot take. It's a good movie. It's not that hot. It's a pretty lukewarm take. But um, hey, hot take. I saw that movie twelve times as a <laughs> as a six year old. So something yes. about it worked. But there's these like anecdotes that I remember reading 
of like how awful it was being on that set because James Cameron was such an exacting director and you know you're like in just a massive amount of freezing cold water for like a bunch and you're in like a soaking wet costume and like all this time and I like the actors were getting like sick because of it because of course they were but when I read that it's like because I've seen the movie and fallen in love with it it's almost like this kind of just afterwards consideration to me where it's like oh here's an interesting anecdote um Kate Winslet was super sick during that that time and it's it's you know, it really, um, I mean, mm-hmm. you think it's, I didn't, so I didn't even know about all of that, which is, let wild. me, I should double check that because I might have just made yeah, but it makes, and I feel like I, that makes absolute sense. And, and that, you know, one question is how much does that paint our, our rewatching or, our, you know, if anybody hasn't seen Titanic, how much yeah. if they are listening to our podcast <laughs> and they, then they watch Titanic for the first time, which sounds unreasonable, yeah, probable person, but, um, it's like for me it's thinking about because I like appreciate that exacting mode or that exacting director I'm very exacting it's all about what's there and in the performance you know all of the things um so it's this constant balancing of artists intent intent to intent of excellence or intention for excellence and the concerns of others because what we do what we are creating and what this industry is all about is at the end of the day collaboration requires not just more not just two people it requires thousands of people so I think um it's just for me about timing it's like yeah how much time do you give each person to work and if like and maybe if James Cameron had more time and that and that at the end of the day means more money Mm -hmm. um to to give Caitlin's the opportunity to warm up yeah before and after each take you know yeah and that and it's just a question of of these of producers my myself you know I'm an aspiring producer so I'm not at all I'm not making any money but (laughs) you know and when I'm in I'm in the seat uh the producer's chair whatever that is or the producer's desk uh just deciding that I'm going to give myself a less a smaller um dividend Mm. you know do you get uh, like a little uh one of those chairs on set? The full- I don't. Oh. I don't because I'm in an ivory tower, right? I'm like, oh, and I'm making deals. I'm cutting checks. I'm oh, like, okay, that's contracts and making sure things are made happening on time and in budget. That's what the producer does, and it's a creative role because they do decide what is priority and what's not. Mm-hmm. But no, it's funny because you bring up that 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 wild. I didn't like everybody was sick. I don't know if everybody I read this but it it makes sense it makes sense (laughs) like geez like I mean it was cold whether they were you know like they're all in water god damn you know like yeah as a child I remember thinking how could they make these things and it's true how can they make these things even if you're not like in the Atlantic Ocean you're still like waiting you're in water like all these things most of the still (laughs) like the you know, a third of the film. Yeah. Well, there Titanic crashes and they're all in water. And that's, I think that's 50% of the film. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. It's half the film. Yeah. Totally half the film. And that's, there's, even if so it's much. lukewarm water, you're going to get cold. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, what's funny and, and maybe there's a bigger, like a, a cultivating sensibility, a sensibility about safety is, is being cultivated because mm-hmm. I, I read a, another type of article similar probably to yours. In which, uh, so Jeremy Strong, who is the Kendall. lead actor, Kendall, yeah. lead actor in Succession, shout out. Um, 
Jeffrey, no, not Je um, Jesse. Strong, Jesse, yeah. well, Jesse Armstrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Writer and, and showrunner of, of Succession. Brilliant show. So Jeremy Strong, who is the lead in Succession, uh, played in Aaron Sorkin's 2020 movie, uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. Mm -hmm. And um, if anybody has not seen it, it's about uh, activists in Chicago. They're in 1968. And what happens is they are protesting and act and like doing direct active um, um, activist work. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, Jeremy Strong, as an actor, asks his director, Aaron Sorkin, I want you to put I want you to actually unleash lit actual tear gas, like physical tear gas. <laughs> I want to be in this scene. I want to be in this scene. And I want to be fully immersed. That and, is the most Jeremy Strong thing. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard said. that he's uh, he's truly a prick. I've heard that he's truly a prick. Like, and it's it's not just method acting. It just happens oh, to be who he is, which is brilliant. And it's interesting to think about that too. But Aaron Sorkin, being I guess you know pretty progressive, whether progressive or just being a considerate dude, mm. was like, hey, uh, Jeremy, appreciate your um commitment to the art and commitment to your own craft but no we're not doing that because it's not just about you and also oh it's not just about me and wanting it's about the fact that we have hundreds thousands of extras for the mm -hmm. scene for the shot and we can't that's no we're not going to be oh uh, exposing them to actual tear gas yeah and, I mean, you know, I've I've complained about Aaron Sorkin on this show before. Uh, yeah, so you have. Not one of my favorites, my nah, favorite movies, but terrible movie. Gotta respect him for not literally tear gassing his. <laughs> At the very like, that's the bar. God damn it, that's, that's the, the bar, bar. And you gotta respect it. You gotta fucking respect the bar. Because on it, you know, he's because Aaron Sorkin is still trying to make his way as a director, and mm -hmm. he could have been wrapped up in like, yeah, actor realism, yeah, realism, yeah. But no, he didn't, and you know, it speaks to Aaron Sorkin's intelligence, you know, mm -hmm. his his consideration of others, and that's the thing. It's this really strong, like, very intentional conversation about the artist's intent, the producer and the director's intention of what we're creating versus the concerns of others. Mm. And like right now I'm in a I'm working on a show and I just, the way it's being scheduled, I'm like, no guys, we're trying to cram too many things into one day. Mm. Everybody's going to be stressed. Mm. And I'm not about that. I'm not about that culture. And it just takes a little bit more thought. thought. I mean, not, and I don't want to dismiss the fact that everybody is thinking constantly about everybody else but it's just um in this case in my own case it was literally oh we just mean to take more time to think about this and how to spread these things out but i think in in most cases it's more actually just about money and how much money you have to spend for hiring people and giving them more days to work on a on a set and therefore less um time or like you know less hours spent on certain days mm -hmm. Julia, this was super cool to hear about, I don't know, like your like personal philosophy as a producer. I really hope that, I don't know, people take it to heart more because it seems like that's what should be happening on sets. So thank you. Yeah. So that's why we're having Hot Take too. So yeah. <laughs> I can give my opinions and dish them out and Laura will help we'll me. Ha yeah. I mean, we'll um, have... Uh, like some some cool guests on for julia to talk yeah, about the industry. i mean i'll just be real it's also um this is a way for us to do a um 
an Oscars hot take. Yeah. So let's let's see. Like, you know, we're just trying to have fun here. Yeah. And so let's yeah. talk about the real shit, but also let's talk about the Oscars. Let's talk can. about the Oscars, which is the opposite of real shit. So and also, like, yeah, what is it? Is it is it is this the last year of the Oscars? You know, I mean the Golden Globes didn't happen. Like, Jesus Christ, we should have been talking about that today, Laura. Like, oh fuck. Well, next next time. <laughs> yeah. Next time, man. Time. Next time with Kim. With Kim. With Kim. Hot take two. Hot take two. Thanks, guys.